we can turn in our Bibles to Second Chronicles chapter 22, since that's where we'll be. I've been doing a very slow walk through the Kings, Second Chronicles, very slow walk, but I've been enjoying it. I've been thoroughly enjoying it. I really love reading this part of the Bible. It's just, it's just really come alive to me. And I actually read it and then reread it. Like I keep going back, keep going back all the way to Solomon and then to his son, Rehoboam. And then, you know, Rehoboam is the one that the kingdom split, sought the advice of his peers rather than the advice of the older men. And um, Rehoboam was, you know, a bad king. And then Abijah after him. Uh, a little bit better, and that was the battle before and behind, and they started singing, and the Lord delivered, and that was a great victory, Abijah, and, um, but after him was Asa, and Asa was really a, a great king. He was a great king. He, he commanded Judah to seek the Lord. That was, that was his, it starts right out by saying he commanded Judah to seek the Lord, and in fact, under his reign, they had uh, a covenant that the whole nation entered into to seek the Lord. It was it was a wonderful time, and uh, of course, they they came across uh, the million man army, and Asa had his great prayer there, and he was delivered. But then later on in his life, he started relying on the king of Syria and other things. And the prophet came and warned him, you know, you, you, you should be relying on the Lord. Asa got upset with him, and then he ended his life having this disease in his feet, and he sought to the physicians and not to the Lord. Very sad. A man who, who, who was instrumental in getting the nation to, to return to the Lord. But then on the heels of Asa, you have Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat, great king, great king. Uh, following in the ways of his father originally, and then he had his great prayer as well when when he came across the the the, the big horde that was coming against him, and he had a great deliverance. Uh, Jehoshaphat did a lot of good, and he was it's it's said of him that he prepared his heart to seek the Lord, and then in the very next chapter it says. He set himself to seek the Lord. I mean, here was a man who sought the Lord. He wasn't perfect, though. Uh, None of the kings were. And, of course, that's to show us and remind us that no matter how good these kings may be, uh, they all had flaws. And that, that gets us to look forward to the great king, you know, King Jesus, who comes. He's the perfect king, the perfect king. But anyway, Jehoshaphat had his flaws. His biggest flaw was... um, teaming up with Ahab, that wicked king Ahab, and uh, having an alliance with him. And the prophet comes to him and says, you know, why do you, why do you love what God hates? And why should you help the ungodly? That type of thing. So, uh, but Jehoshaphat was, was still a, a good king uh, overall. But then it just takes a nosedive from that point on. After Jehoshaphat, you have Jehoram. Jehoram is, is, is horrible. He kills all of his brothers. And um, he, even though his father was such a godly man, uh, 
just goes to show you. And Jehoram, he kills all of his brothers, very wicked, walking in the ways of Ahab. By the way, that's that's significant because it was Jehoshaphat that created that link to the house of Ahab. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Jehoram, his son, uh, married the daughter of Ahab. Okay, so there was there was this evil influence that came in, but. Um, so so Jehoram was was a horrible person and um in fact he died of a terrible disease uh, a, a prophet came to him and says that that he's going to be afflicted with this incurable disease where his bowels will fall out and it sounds horrible probably was horrible and um and that's how he ended his son uh, was just as bad Ahaziah, just as bad. All of Jehoram's sons were killed by the Arabians, and Ahaziah was the only one left, so Ahaziah takes the throne just as bad because it says his mother was evil. His mother was evil. His mother, remember, was the daughter of Ahab, and his mother's name was Athaliah, and um, she was evil. And what happened is that Ahaziah eventually is killed by Jehu, which is like um, the judging hand of God, to cut the line of Ahab, uh, the house of Ahab. God cut that line to stop all of the the toxicity flowing from that house. And then he, the judging hand of God uh, in the in the person of Jehu also killed Ahaziah. And so what happened after that is there's no king. Athaliah, the mother, remember the bad mom, she assumes the throne. I mean, she just assumes the throne. And and that's where we come to in 2 Chronicles chapter 22. And this is what we want to uh, consider, 2 Chronicles chapter 22. She, this bad mom, assumes the throne. And in Second Chronicles chapter 22, we'll just read from verse 10. It says, When Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all the seed royal of the house of Judah. That's what I want to think about. Here, here she is, not elected, not anointed, she has just assumed the position of influence and power, and she is going around now destroying all the seed royal of the house of Judah. Horrible, terrible, monstrous. Who gives her the right to, number one, be on the throne, and number two, to be doing such a thing? And I was thinking about that. You know, she's an older woman at this time. She's not the one with her own physical hands going around and killing, you know, these these people. She is ordering the soldiers, those that are under her authority, to go and do this dastardly deed. And, you know, the, you, you have to wonder, these, these soldiers are thinking... I mean, is she the one in power? I mean, there's no one else in power. 
this whole thing about people assuming these positions it was it was an interesting to me because i see that happening today you know these institutions that that we look at today whether it's the government or whether it's the educational system or whether it's the church you know these institutions um that were originally uh, formed by godly men and and they um they they built something and uh, it started in a good way but then over time what happens just like in the case here you have this declension and eventually you have these people that are very wicked people just sliding into these positions of power they had nothing to do with building it they just they're just there all of a sudden and you have that you have that in our governments these people that that are that have all of this authority and all of this uh, this power to to tell an entire nation what to do and what they can't do and then of course you have the educational system these these teachers and these people that are on the boards and they're pumping all this garbage into the curriculum of kids i mean what is that insanity these are wicked people that have just assumed these positions or even even look at the entertainment system these this these big media companies you know you you think of how some of these sort of wholesome family friendly you know media type companies started and now they've been completely overtaken by by wicked people and you have these leaked tapes and these 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 videos that have been taken privately of of you can hear these conversations in in the boardroom of of what we're going to push now we're going to try to insert this LGBT agenda everywhere every chance we get these are people that have overtaken uh these positions of power i mentioned the educational system what other comes to mind is you know these these schools like Harvard and Yale and Princeton all started i mean you look at the the inscriptions on the stone they all started with a a, a very godly objective to train preachers and to train people in the bible now they're anything but that and then of course you look at the church you look at the church you look at uh, the methodist church started under uh, you know uh, wesley and you know most of these churches these denominations started in a very strong and 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 good way and now they're just a total mess again taken over by these wicked people completely just taken over and so they they sit in this position of influence anyway athaliah totally unanointed totally unelected is sitting there on the throne commanding those under her to kill destroy all the seed royal of the house of judah and you know as i was thinking about that i was thinking that really uh, that is exactly what's happening today 
the seed royal, I would say that if you're a believer, if you are God's child, your children are the seed royal. God's people's children, they would be, in my mind, the seed royal. These are God's people's children. And there is an active campaign, and really this is the point that I'm, I'm trying to make for today. There is an active campaign to destroy the seed royal, the children of God's people, really all children, but I would say especially the children of God's people because we know the one that's behind all this and he hates God. That means he hates God's people and he's going to go after God's people's children. And so even though this is, this is a, a little commentary on, on some history in Judah, I, I see great significance and relevance for us today. There is an active campaign by those who have just assumed these positions of power to destroy all the seed royal of the house of Judah. And it would be pretty foolish of us, I think, and naive for us to just think that everything out there is neutral. There is no campaign. There is no agenda. That's really naive. There is a, an agenda and there is a campaign. And I, I guess, I don't know all of you, but I would assume that many of you are on this call because you have a burden for your children, like a tremendous burden for your children, and you don't know what else to do but to cry out to God in this fashion. And I would like for us, if we can, there's other things to pray for, of course, but I would like for us to put a healthy emphasis today in our praying for our children. I would like to, to fight for them in prayer because they are being fought for and they're being targeted and you know who they are and and I think we know enough of one another to, to know some of who they are. There's an active campaign to destroy all the seed royal of the house of Judah. That's our children. In verse 11, But Jehoshabeth, the daughter of the king, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him from among the king's sons that were slain and put him and his nurse in a bedchamber. So Jehoshabeth, the daughter of King Jehoram, the wife of Jehoiada the priest, for she was the sister of Ahaziah, hid him from Athaliah so that she slew him not. And he was with them hid in the house of God six years. And Athaliah 
reigned over the land. So while the world and all, all of its evil minions are ruling over the land out there, what are God's people to do? Well, I just have circled in my Bible that word bedchamber and that word house of God. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, so said Joshua. And Christ says that my house shall be called a house of prayer. I believe there needs to be a strengthening of our home, our homes, and a strengthening of the house of God in this climate. Jehoshabeth, her name means God's promise. I mentioned this in the email. And I find that to be a wonderful, beautiful thing. No coincidence. And we, like her, must take hold of the promises of God and act on that and do what we can in our homes and in the church. This is where our focus must be. And you apply that as you need to in your own homes. I know what I need to do in my home and we, by God's grace, try to do that. A big part of it is family worship, but not just this sort of mechanical thing, by the way. It's where you you love on your children and you try to open the word for them and talk to them and just have an interest in them and just put your focus on your your home and then on the house of God. And that's hard. That's hard. That's, that's hard. Because, uh, you know, God's people can be hard. But we, we have to keep working at this. She took action. She, she took action. Her faith led her to action. She had trust in the promises of God, which was that this line of the house of Judah, that was the promise of God. The Messiah would come through this line. This, this line needs to be preserved. And so she took action. She wasn't just going to sit back and say, well, you know, God's going to figure it out. Nope, she did something. And she focused on the bedchamber. You could say the first homeschooling. I just, but, uh, and then she focused on the house of God. Six years was this focus. And then it goes on that uh, this, this young child, who was one year old at the time, one years old at the time, he, um, by the time he reached seven, he, he assumed the throne. And that's a, an adventure of a story all in itself. But the big takeaway for today simply is this, that we're under assault. Make no mistake about it. The Athaliahs of this world are seeking to destroy all the seed royal of the house of Judah. And we, God's people, need to take a hold of the promises of God and put stronger focus on what happens in our home and what happens in the church. Amen.